tell you that this house that I'm my in-laws house is like haunted you, I, you might have mentioned that before but you've never really gone into detail so it's haunted uh, if you believe it or not there's some crazy unexplained what I don't yeah. know who drank all of that whiskey it had to be the ghost Welcome again to an episode of Chill Filter, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should, and I can pretty much guarantee you are, and that's why we like it, and that's why we're friends. Uh, super excited for today's episode. I know Cole's very excited for this episode. He's been dying to get uh, this whiskey in. Is it Legent or is it Legent? I think it's Legion. Legion, okay. Uh, so we're drinking Legion tonight, and uh, Cole, t- Cole guaranteed me before we started that this was going to be a fun episode. Uh, I got to be honest with you, though, I have my doubts. I've had a long week at work. Cole is up super late on the East Coast, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, but before we get into that stuff, let's get into a little bit of business here. Hey, Reach out to us on Instagram. I know we're the worst. We don't always post a lot of stuff. Cole's been keeping his picking his game up, but just you know, reach out and touch somebody. Mostly us. Uh, you know, comment on some of what whiskeys would you choose. Uh, just say hi. Yeah. We don't care. We just love to talk to you. We love. We're the, approachable. We're, we're approachable. Yeah, totally. People people like us, and you know, gosh, people people that do reach out are glad they did. Are they? Did we pull them? What's that? Did we pull them? Or do we know that for a fact? Or are you just guessing? Uh, people are like, wow, you guys are the nicest. No, no, they don't say that. But they keep talking, which they is do awesome. Keep talking. We love that. Very so. rarely do people shut yeah. up uh, after we talk back yeah. to them. But that sounds like we're talking back like in a negative way. At any rate, just, <laughs> you know, let us know how you're doing. Let us know what you're drinking. And uh, we'd love to talk to you. So that's enough of our business. Let's get into the podcast. Cole, how you doing, man? On like week four of different kind of vacation-ish. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm actually doing really well. Um, so yeah, I'll talk about that. So, uh, last week we recorded with Miles Ferguson and he, that was like my third day in town. Okay. And now, um, and we recorded early for the week. We recorded on a Monday. Normally we record on a Thursday. And so (laughs) I guess like what, like 10 days later is the next Thursday. So I've already been in town for 13 days in Virginia. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's been it's been good uh, right now as of. Uh, so I was at a wedding and the wedding went fantastically and there was no fancy old whiskey, at least this time, uh, which is too bad. But, you know, I kind of saw it coming. So, um, uh, yeah, it can't get my hopes up too much for drinking a pre-prohibition whiskey. <laughs> Uh, every time I go to a wedding, but the wedding went fantastic. Like I said, um, I said fantastically in case anyone's going to be like, he didn't say that. <laughs> um, and then, um, yeah, so I came back, my in-laws live in, uh, the Richmond area of Virginia. And so I've been chilling at their place, working from home or working, you know, from their place, uh, for my job as of, uh, Tuesday, because this week was Labor Day week. And so it's been good, but Robbie, what? Remember, remember, like about three months ago. Okay, I told you that I was kind of having a rough week. Yeah. Um, regarding some work stuff. Yes. Uh huh. 
so I'm ready to tell our listeners what happened and the resolution of what happened. So uh, I got into a fist fight with my coworker. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, the story is is that when I was feeling I was like, Wait that a minute. Um, I don't remember that you had me for a second there. Yeah, you're like, does this have to do with the street? Did you have an exam coming up? Um, no, uh, about early June, it was made public, uh, not, it was made internally available to my company that they were going to be doing a lot of layoffs and it was also made public. So I'm not like, even though I don't share who I work for, um, it was like public in, in the world a little bit after that they were doing quite a bit of layoffs. There was expected to be, uh, thousands of layoffs in the company, um, and so if we were to do the math, it might be even like one in one in 10, maybe one in 12 people would be cut. And I'm kind of new, you know, I haven't even worked at my company for two years yet. And I felt like maybe I haven't proved myself if I'm going to get cut, I would, you know, I'd be a really good, uh, you know, option for the company to just cut because I haven't really worked my way up yet. Um, and so I was really worried, but I didn't want to like bring that on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of... Yeah. Um, you know, you don't want to you don't want to talk about that too much. Plus, I didn't want to like bring attention to anything because I really respect my company. I love working for them, and I understand why they're doing layoffs. It like completely makes sense to me when I look at the numbers. Um, but this week, I I had I had really been hoping, uh, and and really just been thinking about it for the past three months. So my company is very transparent, and that's why they told us three months ago that we are going to do layoffs. That's nice. um, but then this week. Uh, we were told that my whole department will be skipped and we will not, we, we, we have made enough expense cuts in our department outside of personnel that we are okay with not cutting anyone in my department, uh, the actuarial department at least. And, um, so I was thrilled. And so, um, I called Heather like after that, like big, you know, announcement meeting. And I said, Heather, um, guess what? Like, and I told her, and then I was like, can now we, can we now apply for uh, a Greyhound? Because, uh, as, as for example, Joel Bradbury knows that I am a huge Greyhound fan as he has one. And, uh, Man, so how, and do you, I told do you have your like CDL, like, can you drive a bus that big or like, not that kind of Greyhound, oh, Robbie dropping cubes. Oh, like the dog. No, not that kind of bus. No, I, um, I grew up with a greyhound dog, oh. and um, and so Heather and I, we I, I convinced her that we're gonna get a greyhound as like our first like real dog uh, as a couple. <laughs> what was and, what was your first fake dog? Uh, uh, that was that was um, that was Squishy, the <laughs> the plush dog. I was about to say Buddy, but that would yeah. That was my Buddy's a great dog. Buddy was a great dog. He was a real dog. Yeah, what a dog. But anyway. Um, we had been planning to get a dog in the summer this summer to, you know, make it happen. And then with the layoffs, we were like, oh, maybe we should hold off. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I got the announcement. I called Heather and I said, can I put in the application now? And she's like, yeah, you can put uh, in the nice. application now. So hoping to get a dog uh, in the next uh, few months, maybe. Uh, and they're, like, rescued from the track. They're, like, retired, basically, from the track. And then they, like, send them out into people's homes to be great pets and uh, so i'm 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 living on cloud nine lately because i have wanted a dog so long but also i was definitely worried for the last three months that i was going to lose my job that i love so a little bit of a both thing and then i did find out um 
maybe I'll just yeah I don't know maybe I'll wait till the end of the episode but um <laughs> kind of something that was I don't know something that was um maybe like uh what's the word fortuitous happened recently mm. and I was like oh I want to tell Robbie about that okay um but um Let's see. Yeah, it's been a good week. Uh, I'm very, uh, very curious how you're doing. Um, ugh, I am rough, man. It was, oh, God. Really? This has been one of the worst weeks I've ever had professionally, I think. Oh. Um, it's been tricky. So we, Oh, because you're starting school. Yeah, yeah. So Tuesday was the first oh, day with kids rough. back. And uh, so my district right now is in remote learning. Um, so it's been all okay. online. And it'd be one thing if, like, it was ready to roll. Like, last spring, the whole district wasn't online. Uh, but because I teach special education, I was able to go online with my students. And it things worked pretty okay. okay. Uh, but then when you put an entire school district online, you're going to, like, you've just oh. scaled things tremendously. So it's just, like, some kids can connect, some kids can't connect. And I'm trying to teach, trying to interact with my students online. Meanwhile, my emails are blown up like, we can't connect. What's going on? We need your help. Where oh, are you? No. And because you teach special ed, you're kind of like the these families, like, you know, I'm their case manager, so I'm like, they're, I am their lifeline, essentially, you know? So, like, you feel like you have to get right sure. back to them right away and try to help them out. And, like, honestly, I spent, oh, gosh, it's been awful. It's, yeah, just lots of time trying to figure things out. But then to make things more interesting and complex, our district is going. So we have green, red, and yellow. Green is like, hey, everything's all good. We're all coming back. Life is normal. Red is like, hold up. We got sl- to stop coming in. We're going remote. And yellow is half kids uh-huh. come in one day, half kids come in the other. And as a teacher, you're supposed to plan to teach the kids in your class and then also plan to have enough stuff sent home to where the kids can do a full day of school at home. And uh-huh. it's just like, oh, it's been awful. So like, so next week we're going yellow and I'm like trying to wrap my head around that. Meanwhile, like all oh, my red, oh, it's been a week. I'll tell you that much. So it's been interesting, uh, interesting for sure. It's been rough. So rough. It's one of the, like tonight, I like, I, I'll be honest. I've broken down a couple times this week and my, like uh, I had my poor wife, she's just like, dude, you kind of need to calm down. Like you're working yourself into a frenzy here on like, yeah, I don't know what to do. So it's been a rough week. I'm happy to, yeah. I'm super excited to be drinking some whiskey tonight. Super excited that yeah, uh, NFL's on tonight. We record on Thursdays. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So NFL's back tonight. And we got the Chiefs versus the Texans. And uh, this weekend, I'm looking forward to uh, watching my Seahawks play uh, Atlanta. So, got some nice some traditions coming up. And it's nice to kind of feel a little bit of sense of normalty, normalcy with that. So, Anyway, yeah. yeah, it's been all right. So, yeah, we'll figure out. We'll get, you know, it's one of my, uh, especially in special ed, I used to work with a gal. She passed away uh, a year ago, year and a half ago, but uh, her uh-huh. name was Johnny Alexander. And she uh, would always say, we're just going to wait for our new normal. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. <laughs> like, I wow. can't wait for this craziness to feel like the new normal. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. Bummer, guys. Sorry. Cole's got to carry the podcast no. tonight with his good news. Yin and yang, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, I'm good. Hey, did I did I ever tell you that this house that I'm my in-laws' house is like haunted? You, I, you might have mentioned that before, but you've never really gone into detail. So it's haunted. Ugh, there are so many stories, and I won't. I you know I could go on for probably thirty minutes straight on this house. 
Uh, if you believe it or not, all of there's some whiskey. crazy unexplained. It had to be the ghost. What's that? I don't know who drank all the whiskey. Yeah. Gather. It must Where be the, the ghost. Where did the whiskey go? <laughs> and the ice cream? They got the ice yeah. cream too? <gasps> and they finished the Greyhound think... report before we <laughs> had confirmation? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so it, uh, real hot. It's crazy. Yeah, like what? I guess, like, I'll give a few examples real quick. So uh, I've had one, like, here's one. So one time I was I was alone in this house because there was a time where we lived here, Heather and I, while um, I was kind of doing a, a <clears throat> basically a career change this and like, uh, while working on jewelry. Yeah. And so I, I was alone often in the house. And uh, one time I, like, left a light on. Um, let's just say this. I wanted to, I took a dump and it didn't flush. And, wait, wait, wait. Um, and this is in, not where the ghost in, comes in. In spirit of our podcast, what was the dump date? Uh, the dump date was at least 2017. I, I can't give you the exact. I think, I think um, we should call it, I took a Blanton's and my dump date. So you took a Blanton's. Yeah, took a Blanton's, took the old Blanton's. <laughs> Um, and then I basically, I tried to flush it and it wasn't going down. So I'm like, well, it's, it looks like it's about to go down. This is getting weirder and weirder. Um, but I'm like, how about this? I'll, I'll like come back in a few minutes. Uh, so in order to remind myself that I was going to turn or, you know, flush it again, I left the light on okay. in the bathroom. That's better than smearing and, feces uh, on your right hand. So you can remember those feces in the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't my method this day, at least. Um, so I, you know, of course, wash my hands, leave the light on and come back and the lights off. Mm-hmm. Like it's like off. And uh, and I was like, well, at least I remembered to flush it uh, instead of being reminded. But it was crazy because I remember leaving the light on and then it was off. Um, what else? There's been times where I've heard they have one dog and I heard two dogs barking in the house at one point. Like like you could hear them barking over each other. Hmm. Um there, I, there's so many stories, but here's one. They have a really old, um, not like super old, but like an old um, alarm system, like a, a smoke detector is okay. what I really mean. Um, so it sets off the alarms. And uh, so these days, if, if you get like a nice new system, if one alarm goes off, they'll all go off because they'll like catch each other's vibe and then be like, all right, everyone wake up. Yeah. And, but these are old, so they don't set each other off. They're basically like battery powered. If, if it's, if it senses smoke, it goes off. And there was like a thing we started to realize and other stories relate to the, to the hour of, uh, one in the morning, just about give mm. or take five minutes from one twenty AM and things would always like weird things would happen there. I caught like an orb on a camera one time at like one twenty three, and, um, but this night we're sleeping and um, all of a sudden at one eighteen it starts, um, all the smoke alarms just start going off and they are one old and they like, we confirmed that they are not the type that set each other off. Uh, there was no smoke. There was nothing in the house. They were not carbon monoxide alarms. They had no sense for that. Like the newer ones, they have like both. Um, so they just started going off. Everyone in the house just started going off. Huh. And uh, and then sometimes it would be like half the house would go off and then the other half, half would go off. It wasn't like they were always going off at once. 
uh, stuff like that, weird things. But this time around, I've seen nothing, and we're kind of used to it. Like at first, I was like creeped the crap out, <laughs> and um, but uh, but nowadays, I'm kind of used to it, and and I'm very quick to be like, oh, it was probably this. If I hear like a weird noise, I'll probably be like, oh, it's probably just something settling in the house like, or something like that. But, I like how that story started with you taking a crap, and it finished with you being creeped the crap out. Like it just came full yeah. circle. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of, you know, I like to do stories like that. I was once a uh, participating member of the Madison Story Slam. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. Speaking of which, check yeah, him out. Adam's so. still, I, I don't think he's as active with it now, but, but you know, yeah. feel free to check him out. Support Adam. But they're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess we're probably going, I don't, are we going long? I think or, we're about no, right. We're not too bad. I, but, I got uh, a little downerish. Yeah. My, my time was short, and then you... You know, talked about taking them. I brought it back up with the ghost stories yeah. and the crap stories. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're probably good. I'm ready to start drinking, though. Sweet. Are you? Let's uh, not yet oh. because it's time for the history. But before we do the oh. history, we're going to take a quick break. All right, we're back, uh, and we are drinking Legiant. It is a bourbon from, let's just call it Suntory Beam. So let me pull up my um, Ooh, history. I hear Suntory Beam's nice this time of year. It is. <laughs> uh, first of all, uh, big shout out to at Madtown Marketer. Uh, who who's called his name is Ben Klepsig and he's a he's actually a friend I met at um, Madison Story Slam. Nice. Um, cool so Ben, thank you so much out in out in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, for sending us and giving us this uh, sample of Legiant. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so first of all, cut into the chase. Legiant is touted as a collaboration between Fred No of Jim Beam and Shinji uh, Fukuyo Fukuyo. Fukoyo, I'm going to stick with that one, uh, of the Suntory Distillery. But since we've already discussed Jim Beam and Suntory Distilleries in past episodes, I wanted to talk a little bit about Suntory's uh, basically like purchase, but not exactly purchase, of Jim Beam Distillery. Now, you'd probably think, what's more American in bourbon than Jim Beam? And I mostly agree. Uh, the Jim Beam name has been around a really long time. As we've discussed in episodes past, uh, Johannes, uh, also known as Jacob Beam, um, he uh, was around in kind of the mid to late 1700s. And he was kind of the first guy in the Beam family that was making American whiskey. His father, Nicholas Bame, uh, spelled differently, but he changed his name to uh, be a little more, more Americanized from from Germany. They moved from Germany in 1752. So the the Beam slash Bame name has been, you know, around for a while. That's almost 270 years in the great land of America. Even before it was an official country, Beam is America. Beam is the ultimate American dream. And don't get me started because you know you, you like it's so okay. So Nicholas Beam died at the age of 29, but he brought his family to one of the greatest lands in the world, uh, and and his his family is now living the dream, the Beam dream, the, the Beam American dream. dream. Is that a, they market that? Is that yep. a shirt? 
I think that's why he changed his name from Bane because it doesn't rhyme with dream. So <laughs> they should. No, I love it. But why or, then? But like if it was Bane, you could be like, I came for the Bane. Pour one yeah, for me and my buddy. I came for the Bane. Yeah. And I dreamed about it. I don't know. No, <laughs> the Bane dream. Anyway. The, <laughs> sounds like uh, a Forrest Gump almost. Uh, but why then, if this is the American dream, is Beam owned by a Japanese company? Yeah. Uh, and the question, I mean, the, the answer to that is I wouldn't so much consider it that way. Basically, think about it as this. Okay. Beam, Jim Beam and Suntory teamed up in the whiskey conglomerate world. Uh, they were basically, Beam and Centauri were big, big names, uh, especially these days, uh, in the past 10, 15 years, big names in um, whiskey. And in fact, uh, they were competing with names like Diageo and Pernod Ricard. And, uh, and everybody and knows they just, Diageo just wanted to work together with anything. So why is it even a competition? Diageo, Diageo doesn't rhyme with anything. Yeah, if only it rhymed with dream, an American dream. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, they kind of wanted to work together. And so in 2014, they, they kind of connected and started kind of more of a, think of it more of as a conglomerate okay. thing rather than like Suntory owns Jim Beam. The enemy Personally, of my, I thought they were bought out. Was it like the enemy of my enemy is my ally kind of a thing? I could see that. Okay. The enemy of my enemy. Yeah. But I think they also like kind of saw that they could be friends throughout. The enemy of yeah. my enemy. They were friends and enemies of enemies. Friend. Yeah. Which is awesome. That's a new shirt right there. Yeah. I'm into that. Put that next to the bus driver. Drop that cube. <laughs> the enemy of my enemy shirt is also my idea. Friend. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah. What was I at? Uh, yeah, I thought they were bought out. I thought it was kind of like a takeover. Mm-hmm, so uh, but Beam Centauri is now the third largest producer of distilled beverages in the world, which is pretty epic. Yeah. In in the bourbon world, they own all the Jim Beam brands, of course, uh, including like things like Old Tub and Basil Hayden's. Uh, but they also own Maker's Mark, uh, Scotch. They own Laphroaig, Akintoshin, uh, Bowmore. Glen, Glen Geary, um, and a few more brands. Uh, and of course, they own Yamazaki, Hakushu, Habiki, and a few more Japanese brands. But they also own Cavassier, Hornitos Tequila, Cruzan Rum, and just so many other liquor brands. And uh, so I wouldn't exactly say this was some crazy buyout that the Japanese now tell the Americans how to make American whiskey. In fact, I would say they're probably better off now, uh, Jim Beam, with this kind of connection. So don't get me wrong. Beam is still American, uh, and they stick to what they've been doing for over 200 years. And in fact, uh, since the days of like the actual James slash Jim Beam, They've been pretty much making the same yeast strain and the same um, like mash bill for like so many nice. years. So you're pretty much drinking the same thing. It's pretty cool. That is cool. Um, yeah, and you, uh, and they're even part. Wow, even part of a bigger picture. So don't be worried when someone tells you you know they're brought out by a Japanese company. So I think like they're better off for this. Plus, if my whiskey brand was associated with any Japanese whiskey company, I would love it for it to be Suntory uh, because their products are like all amazing. Um, I guess I kind of went through that pretty quick, but I think we're doing well on time. Let's talk about what we're drinking today. 
Legion Bourbon. Um, starts off as the like low rye basic like Jim Beam mash bill, which is pretty much all the Knob Creeks, all the Jim Beams. I mean, the only things that aren't on that are like Old Granddad and Basil Hayden's. Um, and so that that mash bill is seventy seven percent corn, thirteen percent rye, and ten percent malted barley. Uh, and that's kind of the standard Jim Beam mash bill. Uh, they give it at least four years in new charred oak barrels, and then they finish it in either a sherry cask hmm. or sherry butt, if you're into oh, that. that drives me nuts. Um, it'll get you. <laughs> or potentially a French oak red wine cask. Ooh, wee, wee. Uh, Très chic. So one of the two. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, la, la. <laughs> Fancy Finley. Fancy Finley. You betcha. Uh, Jammy Junie, Fancy Finley. <laughs> so this is where Japan makes their entrance into Legion Bourbon. Uh, Shinji Fuyoku. Fuyuko. Fuyuko. Uh, hops in and actually is the fifth generation Suntory. Like basically their master blender for Suntory. And... Um, he comes in and uh, blends some of the barrels that have the wine cask finish, some that have the sherry cask finish, and some that have the bourbon cask, or just the straight bourbon, uh, literally unfinished straight bourbon. And voila, we have oh, Legion voila. bourbon. And uh, it is 94 proof. Uh, I knew a guy one time that was like, it, we, were, we were talking with someone, and he's like, he was Norwegian, this guy. But he was pretty, he had been living in America for a while, but he tried to say voila. And he's like, and vala. And we're like, what? He's like, vala. <laughs> like, you know, it's over. It's, it's, it's kind of the end, you know. And we're like, oh, you mean voila. And uh, it was kind of funny. Well, but anyway, it's 94 proof. It's supposed to be voila, right? Like you do pronounce the V. Yeah. Voila. Yeah, yeah. My dad used voila. to always say yeah. voila. Voila. Uh, with a straight W. Voila. But it's like, yeah. Yeah. Voila. It took me a while in life to realize that that was spelled like viola. <laughs> yeah. 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 But now but now I know. And I wrote it down in my notes. Viola, Legion <laughs> Bourbon. Um, now everyone gets an insight into my mind. Um, no age statement altogether. Um, but I think it's a minimum. Yeah, like it said, minimum four years. Uh, but it might be a little bit older, who knows. But uh, a recommended cocktail from the legionbourbon.com website is the Kentucky Kyushiki, uh, which has basically a green tea simple syrup Ooh. and lavender bitters, basically an old-fashioned with legion green tea simple syrup and lavender bitters with a like lemon peel. That, that sounds good. Um, but it, yeah. The green tea cool. simple syrup. And, uh, I'm much looking at that. Yeah, I'll have to get on that. Yeah, I, I would be interested. Um, but the total wine price is just about 40 even, thirty nine ninety nine, off by a cent. And um, thanks again to uh, Ben Klepsig. Thanks, Ben. And uh, that's all I got. Let's, let's uh, sip this, this bad boy. Yeah. So my, my father-in-law, he bought me, like, the coolest Waterford glasses, like, like, you know, fancy, like, you know what Waterford is? Yeah, it's the Crystal. Yeah, like Crystal Company, yeah. So they, they he bought me the nicest Waterford glasses. And uh, and they're, like, easily, I think I can happily say these are my favorite 
whiskey glasses. They're like double old fashioned glass, um, but they're so, they feel so good in my hands and it sips so good from the, so this will be my ice pour. Otherwise I do have a Glencairn with me for the neat and water. Interesting smell. It is. I'm, I'm taking a while on it. At first, you know, it was super kind of like medicinal, almost latex. And I'm like, I got to, I got to like get this all through my olfactory system here. So I'm taking a lot of deep inhalations right now because I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to trust that. I feel like I've been getting latex too much lately to be like, everything tastes like latex. So, okay, here we go. What mm-hmm. are, you, are you getting anything? Well, before I even get into that, uh, a sherry or like a wine slash sherry finished uh, bourbon is pretty weird for Jim Beam. Mm-hmm. They're not the first people to try that out. Uh, like something like Angel's Envy, who pretty much always do port finished or um, some other companies that do a lot of like finished bourbons. Uh, Jim Beam is not known for finishing bourbon. So they're kind of, they touted a lot on their website. Like this is a big deal because we actually use like Port, or, uh, sherry butts and uh, and it drives us nuts <laughs> and uh, so so <clears throat> nose wise ooh a little bit of oak and a little bit of like candy cherry okay yeah I'm not getting I mean I will say um, I know every, you know we always say sherry butts drive us nuts and people always and we had we have people like yeah not a huge fan of anything sherry cask finished this doesn't have like an overpowering mm. sherry note to it like there's definitely a little bit of yeah that darker fruit sweetness that a sherry can kind of have but it's not overpowering at all like i'm like if you told me like if you just handed this to me and I'm like and with a lineup of other ones and be like which one has the sherry butts it would not be this one i mean i'd be hard pressed to be like mm-hmm. it's this one for sure so that's nice um i do it's, get a faint it smells young it does it's not super oaky for sure um it's also it's fruity there's some fruitiness there but it, nothing's re- for sure. nothing's really you know, punching you in the in the nose, mouth kind of a thing. It's not super forward. Yeah. Yeah, it's not too alcoholy either. It's not like burning anything. Yeah. I went for a sip. Hmm. Okay, go for it. I will talk about the color. Um, it is redder than your average, which makes sense. We had a wine and a sherry finish blended into this. Uh, yeah, it's definitely more on the red side than it is the light amber or your typical just bourbon color. It's it's got a little more kick to the rosy red. What do you think? Um, it's pleasant. It's not bad. It's not. It's you know. It's nothing. Um, not a lot of complexity there, but there's not a lot standing out at the same time. I guess that that's not mm. contradictory at all. <laughs> um, you know, it's uh-huh. um, it's good. It's got a nice mouthfeel. It's got a nice gentle warmness to it, which is nice. Uh, it definitely tastes a little bit lighter. This is, I could see, this is a good late summer kind of a whiskey, I would think, or, you know, uh, early spring. It's got a nice, or yeah, it's real, it feels real light to me, but it's nice. It's got a good warm warmth to it, too. Yeah, I, I agree with that lightness. Um, one thing that I noticed right away on the palate was this, Sometimes there's a oakiness that shows up that is almost chocolatey, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I'm getting a chocolatiness from this one. And it's okay. not like a rich chocolatey. It's almost like a remember. Uh, I think it was. It might have been with you, but I think it was with Adam. I, I talked about a sixlets 
taste mm-hmm. the chocolate there, which is not like officially. I, I think it is like technically chocolate, but it's not like it's not like Hershey's chocolate. It's kind of like a weird candy mixture of chocolate. I'm getting a little bit of that. Okay, so I've already did some water. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing what you're saying with chocolate with water. I wouldn't have said that with neat, mm-hmm. but I can see what you're saying with chocolate. I think it comes out a little bit with the water. I like mm-hmm. the nose with water a lot better for sure. It's got, it is definitely, there's more there. It's, it's kind of like saying, yeah, I like the chocolate is there. It's pretty pronounced actually. No, the, the more I sniff into it. Ooh. Mm. Oh. So I just added a little water. Ooh, I like the uh, uh, what you get. Then, oh man, it's like I gotta keep smelling this because there's definitely a chocolate there, but there's also like the fruitiness is a lot stronger with the water, and I can't yeah. tell what the fruit is. But what the fruit is that? What the fruit? I'm gonna get your cocktail fruit. <laughs> Do you know what movie that's this from? This is a uh, no. What is it's it? It's a half baked. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. Haven't seen it yet. Dave Chappelle. Oh, he's so good. Oh, he's really good. I like Dave Chappelle a lot. I love watching him do like interviews, and he's just like the chillest dude ever. He's, he's just like, yeah, he's this happened to he's me. He's super intellectual too. Like the guy really. Thinks. He is. Yeah. And you know what? I think no matter yep. what, like no matter what your view on life is, you're probably going to disagree with him, but you're probably going to agree with him too on something. So that's, I kind of like that. It's yeah. Kinda, it makes you think. But anyway, I'm going to get this cocktail. Fruit. Every- I don't know what fruit <laughs> I have. It's uh, gosh, it's very, it is fruity and chocolatey. Maybe like a raspberry. I don't know. What are you getting? Hmm. What do you get? Yeah, with water? maybe a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I wanted to bring up, have you ever seen Blue Streak, uh, with Martin Lawrence? Yeah. There's a scene where Dave Chappelle's in it and Martin Lawrence is pretending to be a cop and, uh, he like runs into Dave Chappelle at a, uh, convenience store and he's not supposed to be like recognized that he, (laughs) you know, for the non-cop that he is. Uh, so he like tries to distract him and he's like, Hey, put your hands on the wall. And then Dave Chappelle's like, there is no wall. <laughs> and he's like, well, then well then, put them on the oodles and noodles. And he's like, chicken or beef? Chicken or beef? He's like, uh, chicken. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite lines in that whole movie. Oh, man. Yeah. My favorite. But uh, on the nose. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, go. Uh, no, go ahead. Go for the nose first because I'm got. i trying to remember the movie now. Um, yeah, it's brighter, which is it's good on the nose. Um and the alcohol is showing up a little bit more with the water for sure. I I'm gonna say I definitely prefer the uh, the uh, the ice or the water for sure. It's palate, yeah, and it's it's really like it doesn't have the same warming effect. It's but so for you said it was ninety four proof, right? That's correct. Yeah. Which surprising when you add water, it I think it made it better because usually you, you see your higher proofs, you get water, and you're like, oh, okay, this like, it opens it up a little bit more. Like there's a little more. It definitely mm-hmm. changes the higher proof. Lower proofs run. I would say like 94 maybe is the top of that end of that, but you get lower than that, yeah. and you're like, yeah, it just killed everything. I'm like drinking whiskey water, right? Uh, but this is really good mm. with some water on it. The nose is awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's like I agree. It definitely it's brightened up. It's got the chocolate. Yeah. Made some little more berries. On the palate, it just, it's still, there's more nuance to it, I think, with the water, for me at least. I mean, I'm going to go yeah. for another one. 
No, yeah, it, it popped uh, a lot more with the water. In fact, every note uh, was made stronger uh, by the water, in my opinion, it, especially that chocolateiness. And I'm not like loving the chocolateiness, to be honest. Um, yeah. I think that's for me, I don't. It seems a little young. I don't dislike having a chocolateiness, but it's got to be something I'm in a mood for. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't go for a chocolate. Yeah. Like, no, this is the time. My first one we did with you, we did the dead guy. And that was, to me, is like straight chocolate. Like, that's mm-hmm. all I got on it, which. But that's like chocolate icing. Like, that's like chocolate cake. This one's like a weak wood chocolate. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely less pronounced. But it's one of the things where it's like, yeah, I'm not always in, the, I don't. Like, very rarely do I feel like having a chocolatey bourbon, you know? So, mm-hmm. but it's good. I, th- I like this a lot. I think I'm getting chocolate oh, yeah. nose-wise on the water. It's chocolate and raspberries. Not chocolate raspberries, Yeah, both separate. So, that's good. I agree with that raspberry, especially with the water. It's like, uh, it kind of does remind me. Remember those uh, those orange chocolate, like, uh, candy things where you, like, slap the thing down and, like, breaks into, like, slices? Yeah, 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 yeah. But there was a raspberry one, mm-hmm. not just the orange one. There was one that was like raspberry chocolate. It kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. You ever eat the ones, and what, where I'm at is it's like, uh, it looks like a little like very miniature uh, Twix bar, but it would have like orange or raspberry like jelly inside of it. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, with heck it. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, getting raspberry and chocolate. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, like a candy raspberry, not just like a actual raspberry yeah. as much. Yeah, but not like a blue raspberry where you're gonna, like it's like super yeah. fake, you know. But blue razzle dazzle, razzle what? Put on the razzle dazzle. I'm about to let this bus driver drop this cube right here. Well, you, into my cool Waterford glass. While you do that, I'm gonna talk about my favorite Martin Lawrence movie. Nothing. Oh, please bring it on. Nothing to lose. You ever see that? Never, no. Oh, and I don't. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's horrible now, but it was a. Uh, <laughs> it was one of my favorites, and my favorite line from that is, "You got a spider on your head." I'm not down with your ghetto jive lingo. What does a spider on your head mean? It means you got a spider <laughs> on your head. Anyway, it's got Tim Robbins in it, <laughs> and there was a big spider. Oh, really? That's great. Tim Robbins. Yeah, it was like Tim Robbins wouldn't wouldn't understand. I want to say it was. It's right around Shawshank time too, where Tim Robbins is. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's like just Dude, before just Tim after. Robbins. He he's a great actor. Have you ever seen um, Mystic River? Um. I think I want to say I have, but I may not have. It's been so long. It's got like Kevin Bacon, Sean mm-hmm. Penn, yeah. um, Al Pacino, I want to say. It was pretty heavily nominated too, uh, I want to say. Maybe not Al Pacino. I think it was Al Pacino. Uh, but yeah, it was. And was that it? That sounds right to me. But okay. I'm not IMDb, yeah. so. But, um, oh, cool. Yeah, he, uh, Tim Robbins was like scary good. When you play like the guy that's like had a really um traumatic past he he nailed it you know it was like scary good yeah um i wonder what tim robbins it's, is it's one to. of those movies where you should prep yourself because it is a it is a heavy movie i still haven't watched what's that one you recommend to me um you're all, one of your all-time favorites oh it's like a one goodwill hunting no it's like with the one word title and it's primer primer yep i have not watched that yet yeah Dude, listeners, watch it before Robbie does. Oh, gosh, well, it's one of the things like when. You, but also, Robbie, watch whenever it. Whenever you say like you got to be in the right space, 
I never hit I, I never hit the right space in the right time, so I've not watched it yet, but I want to. For sure. Anyway. Um No, it's a great movie. Yeah, it's speaking about great. I don't know if this is great with ice. Um it's good. It's, it's okay. Yeah. It's I mean nothing special. I, I lost the I lost the wood um note on the nose, which is not a bad thing. I, I don't always love a note <clears throat> or when oak is the forward or the front and center mm-hmm. uh note. Yeah, to me, like, but I can tell it's colder in my hand. Oh, but it'll be colder in my mouth. That's a nice observation. Yeah, the ice did that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's just the ice just turned it into yeah. Nothing special. Nothing bad, but nothing special. So yeah, it's just it's. This reminds me of the neat pour, but a little little more, like not as active. I guess if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, there's not a lot going on there. To me, it's just. Yeah, you would hand me not a big bitter finish though, which is cool. To me, it never even came close to hitting bitter, so that's nice. Yeah, Um, so that's one thing it's got going for it. Yeah, and I will say that I think for me, the ice pour is where it was at. It really it brightened it up more. Mm. You were getting, I was getting more of the notes on it. Um, Mouthfeel was still really good. Uh, Neat wise had a good mouthfeel for sure, uh, but just wasn't Mm. really. I mean, just wasn't vibrant enough for me so i think water yeah uh water was my favorite yeah yeah i agree you uh you ready for some ratings i can go first i am yeah okay you want me to go first you want to go uh your call i can go first if you want me oh to. No, no 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 i can go first if you want no, me go to. For no no you go first if go i want it. to okay um so i this is good i think it's a good bourbon um <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i would pay 40 for it because it's just kind of in that range where mm. there's other, I mean, if, if I think is if you like those kind of notes, I go for it. But 40 is kind of the point where it's like, you want something that's going to kind of hit the spot. And to me, it's like, mm-hmm. this is good, but it doesn't really, you know, doesn't really hit the spot. Like it's not really something I would go for. So I'm going to go yeah. uh, 7.3 on it. Um, definitely like nice. it's worth trying. I think for sure. If, uh, you know, you see it on sale or something like that, pick up a bottle or if it's, you know, go to a restaurant and they're, they've got it on, uh, you know, um, oh gosh, happy hour. It's been so long since I've been to happy hour. I couldn't remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah, go for it. It's, it's definitely worth trying, but yeah, kind of, kind of middle of the road for me. Not bad. Pretty good. So what do you think, Cole? Yeah. Yeah. So I think like with what, what they were going for here was something of, you know, American, excuse me, American and bourbon. Um, with a hint of that Japanese flair. Um, but Japanese whiskey is super different than bourbon. Yeah. Like you could almost not get any further in the whiskey world from Japanese whiskey and bourbon. Uh, so they're kind of trying to meld two things that are pretty different, but it's cool. I respect that they did this. You respect it. Um, write it down. <laughs> and uh, And I... What was going through my mind was I don't not like it, but I definitely don't love it at all. Um, it is, uh, I, I was thinking it definitely doesn't deserve six range, but it definitely doesn't deserve eight range and probably low sevens. So I actually, before you even said it, I was at a 7.1. Okay. Uh, so we're, we're about the same. You're seven three seven one. Um, if you're, yeah, if you're into, um, oakiness, chocolatiness, and a little bit of that sherry finish, um, 
kind of almost even that raspberry chocolatiness we were talking about. Yeah, try this one out. I mean, 40 isn't too crazy. No. Like, if you're looking for a good bottle of bourbon, that's in a decent range. Yeah. Uh, if you want to try out something that's trying a cool collaboration here, do it. Um, but if you want to just skip the the oak and chocolatey and raspberry, which some people really dig, so don't get me wrong. Some people would really mm-hmm. appreciate this even more. Um, then go, yeah, go for it if you're into that. But if you want to skip that, yeah, maybe just buy some. I think we Knob Creek or something. I think we need to search, uh, you know, do some searches for like like a Instagram handle, Oaky Chocolate Raspberry Whiskey, because if mm. someone's got that, this is right up their alley. Yeah, if you're really into that already, yeah. at Oaky Chocolate Raspberry <laughs> uh, on Instagram. <laughs> If it doesn't exist, yeah. I would love if somebody just made it up and hit us up on there. And then got a million followers because of us. <laughs> again, huge. Again, you grossly overestimate our reach. But <laughs> yeah. But we love you for listening. Yeah. No, this is I think it's I think it's good. It's a good it's a good uh, it's a good whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Worth a shot. And and for being a seven point one, I can easily finish this this whole bottle if it were. Yeah, I think me. one thing that stands out to me too I didn't mention though is like with sherry finishes, it's usually you, you can tell it's super sherry typically. And I think I kind of like this one because it kind of nailed it. Where it's like if you look for it, you might find it, but it's not necessarily overpowering. So that's kind of cool yeah. too. No, I agree actually. Yeah, yeah. All right. So no, that's good. Yeah. So check it out, people. 40 bucks if you can get it at a total wine and uh thanks again ben thank you so much yeah for sure we're Appreciate always it. down and and i don't want our listeners to think that like like for example uh sarah and tim murray reached out to me recently and they said hey we got makers 46 you might not like love it uh but if you want it on the podcast we'll do it i'm like heck yeah we'll take whatever we can absolutely uh, because we're trying we're not just trying to get like george t stags in this no. world uh, we are trying to try as many whiskeys as possible on this show, and I know we won't run out for a very long time. Uh, so if you're like, I have this old granddad, or like, and don't I have nothing bad to say about old granddad, but like if you have like, you know, kind of a small deal whiskey, especially like um, regional stuff. Like, if you've got something regional that we, yeah, get, we love that. Hit us up, but like we haven't even mm. like we haven't done old granddad. So, like, if you want to send us Old Granddad, we'll drink your Old Granddad. We'll give you a shout out, and we will yeah. s- cheers you up and send you something oh, back. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah. If anyone's thinking like I want to send them something, but I don't have anything special, if we haven't had it on the podcast, we would be glad to take it from you. That's a weird way of putting it, but <laughs> we will definitely send you something back. We'll treat you right as you treat us right. So, um, yeah, that's what I got to say. Perfect. Uh, is it is it time for uh, another segment on our uh, podcast? It is time for a Whiskey World News. All right, this is the part of the show where we drink. No, we don't drink. <laughs> we don't drink an article. <laughs> well, we might as well at this point. Um, I, I still have a little bit left, so I always, I always finish mine after the article. But this is where we read. Speaking of article, this is where we read an article. We talk about it. Didn't write it. Just talking about it. So uh, this one comes from John Montero, and it comes from BBC.com. And it's funny enough, nice. I, I was going to look this one up anyway because my uh, coworker Todd Sanders, uh, that's Todd with two Ds, I uh, was like, dude, have you heard of this article? Nice. And so I was like, I looked into it and here it is. So anyway, this comes from bbc.com. 
Uh, and I don't see an author behind it, but it's on BBC.com and it's titled Sun Sells 28 Years of Birthday Whiskey to Buy First Home. And uh, it goes on to say, a man whose father gave him 18-year-old whiskey every year for his birthday is selling the collection to buy a house. Matthew Robson from Taunton, I assume is in England, uh, was born in 1992, and over the course of his life, his father Pete spent about 5,000 euro, which is, I think, close to 6,500 mm-hmm. or so, on 28 yeah, yeah, bottles of Macallan single malt. The collection is now worth more, more than 40,000 euros, which was about 47,000 American, um, has been put up for sale. Uh-huh. The 28-year-old said it probably wasn't the best gift for the young boy, but with strict instructions never to open them, they became a nest egg. Uh, each year I received it as a birthday present, Matthew said. I thought it was quite a quirky little present as I was slightly too young to start drinking. Yeah, slightly too young when you're huh. newborn, okay? Um, but I was under strict <laughs> instructions never to open them, and I tried my hardest and <laughs> succeeded, and they're all intact. And uh, I kind of feel like he th- he, s- he said that, like, they're, 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 none of them are open, like, just like to please his dad. Like, I, <laughs> um, his father, Pete, who is from Millinort, Milnathort in Scotland said the first bottle of 1974 whiskey was bought to wet the baby's head. I thought it would be interesting if I bought one <laughs> every year and he'd end up with 18 bottles of 18-year-old whiskey for his 18th birthday. It wasn't only it wasn't the only present he got from us. It was just meant to be a unique present, but it was a little bit of luck that kept it going. Since then, experts say McCallum has become collectible and Matthew is hoping to sell his collection for the 40,000 euros to use the money for a house. It is being sold by whiskey broker Mark Littler, who's described it as a perfect set. The value of McCallum has risen massively over the last five to ten years. He said to have such a vast collection of bottles is the real selling point of these. And he said there have been a lot of interest already in the collection, mostly from buyers in New York and Asia. So, I don't know, kind of a straightforward article. Um, like John was saying, like it kind of falls in line with some of the um, what whiskeys would you choose where we're talking about birthday whiskeys or uh, momentous whiskeys but uh i don't know cole you got any thoughts on that wait so his father bought each bottle for five thousand um i want to say five thousand the total, total original collection was five thousand uh, okay oh, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah that's what i was saying and you can buy a house for forty thousand euros my guess is it's more like the down payment but i'm sure you can buy i mean ah, like, yeah, i'm sure I like there's somewhere yeah. you can buy a buy a house for that much i don't know if it's I would rather drink. I mean, dude, I need to move to that part of England. But yeah, but at that point, yeah, like that's how much you can purchase. That. They're all drink. Yeah. They're all drinking hand sanitizer and rubbing alcohol at that in that neighborhood. So. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I, I don't like to give investing advice, um, but if you buy anything McAllen Special Edition that has like a date on it or like a number on it that will like separate it from other ones. Like for example, McAllen edition number, uh, what, like six now is out. That's an, that's a really good investment. I, I bought McAllen edition number one in 2015 and I finished it. Actually, John Montero himself finished it with me. Um, that's worth, if, if it were sealed and, you know, closed and not drank, drank it did. Um, <laughs> it would be probably, I want to say easily over $1,100 by now, at least, um, maybe even more. McAllen appreciates quite a bit in comparison to other ones. Um, but yeah, buy yourself something with McAllen and a date on it and you're, yeah, yeah. McAllen is just such a big name in Scotch that it just does well 
So yeah, get on that if you want to save some money. Like I'm serious. If you have Macallan edition number five in 10 years from now, it'll be probably worth 10 times as much. Yeah. I would bet. But don't take my uh, investing advice. Well, a hundred percent seriously. So I, I think that's the cool thing about this article too is the dad. Like this is nineteen ninety two, and that's what he's buying, mm-hmm. you know. And so like obviously, you know, he just started doing this and it's paid off. But who who would have thought in ninety two mm-hmm. that it'd be worth that much, you know? Um, For sure. But that's the kind of thing I like about like about the podcast is we'll try just about everything. And I feel like you know we've hit some gems where I'm like, you know, like most recently i'm like that del bach that del bach is amazing so good and it's so unique and i feel like that's something right there like if more people get a hold of that it's really going to catch on yeah so if you can get some of like the Mm -hmm. you know special bottlings and things like that like you you could really have yourself something so that's the kind of the cool thing yeah for sure you know even at that like if the if the dad had opened it and been like here's the bottle of you know from your first birthday and I'm drinking one announced from every bottle every year, you know, <laughs> like that's a cool story yeah. too. Like dad drinks, that you is know, cool. a 92 to, you know, whatever year, 18, that's math. That's your job. But like, you know, if you're a dad and you want to drink a shot of that, you know, 18, yeah, every day on his birthday, like whatever, like that's kind of cool too. So I just, I just think it's fun. I should do that. What's get some like Eagle rare every year of my child's life one day. And be like, maybe not Eagle Rare, maybe something with like some, like Blanton's. Blanton's has a date on yeah. it, so that would be killer, yeah. Yeah, so. A dump date, for example. Yeah, okay. Oh, you're talking about the whiskey. I thought you were talking about uh, taking the Blanton's, so. Oh, yeah. No, I was trying to, both, you know. <laughs> every every time my child celebrates a birthday, I take a Blanton's, and then I take a Blanton's, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I gotcha. Hey, but wow, that's gonna is, last. Is what you, <laughs> I think I get what you mean. Is what you mean? It's time for our next segment. Oh yes. Okay, it's time for what whiskey? Is it would time you for? Choose? Oh, what'd you say? What? There it is. <laughs> it's time for what whiskey would you choose? Uh, I got one. If you don't have one, Cole, I'm ready to roll here. No, I had one, but if you're if you're solid, I, I'm gonna. Uh, defer to you All or right. whatever well, word it is. Well, I'll just go. It's not super solid, but it's one that uh, I thought was kind of interesting. Um, so I've had, we've each had a week, right? You've had, yeah, a, on, and, and different ends of the spectrum. You've had a pretty good week. I've had a pretty bad week. Uh, yeah. So the question is, uh, I guess it's more like a mental health check. It's more like a, where you at in, nice. in your life kind of thing. But what whiskey have you been drinking this week? And I just want to know what whiskey have you had more of this week than all of the others? That's a really good question uh, because I have been drinking one whiskey in particular more than anything else. Okay. Uh, so I'll go first. Yeah. Uh, wait, do we want to cover last week's results? Oh my uh, results? gosh, golly, protocol. No, I just remembered. So Yeah, you, we do. Man, this is where... I'm... And then we'll get back to it, listeners. Yeah, so last week... So skip a minute ahead if you want to hear how Cole destroyed <laughs> Robbie, or don't want to hear how Cole destroyed Robbie. I don't know. I never actually you, saw no, the results. you didn't just destroy Robbie. You destroyed Robbie and Miles. So... Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, you did. So it was the first three-way playoff between whiskeys, but the, the, the scenario yeah. was Miles came up with a great scenario. Um, what whiskey are you recommending for a bachelorette party i went with highland 18 yeah miles went with tomatin 12 and cole went with weller special and uh yeah cole killed it um gosh i don't have the percentages on it but it was like pretty much 60 percent 
Cole had uh, Cole was about seventy percent on it. So between the three of us, so nice. he killed it. Uh, we only had uh, one write-in that's worth mentioning, and that was a. Uh, our Canadian turtle friend. He says his wife loves rise. Uh He's got to hide the lot 40 cast strength, but anything really spicy forward with a cookie note rye. So that's what he mentioned. And I think that's a good, you know, I think that's a good way to put it too, is just you kind of look more for the notes. And uh, so Mm -hmm. that was kind of cool. So anyway, that was last week. I like that. This week's scenario, uh, what have you been drinking the most this week? What, What bottle have you been uh, going back to more than any others. And Cole, what bottle have you been hitting up the most? Uh, yeah, my answer is Baby Saz. I, um, it's funny. I had a like a happy hour virtually at work. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was like, oh, I'll just pour a little bit of this Baby Saz that I left at my in-laws place, probably from 2016 or something like that. And, uh, and there was like probably an eighth of a bottle left. And since then, I finished the bottle easily. Um and it is so good. Baby Saz is just so good for a rye. It's 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 just so agreeable. <laughs> um, it's not too spicy. Like in terms of a rye forward uh, drink, it is not in that realm. It is it's almost like bourbon forward in a way, but it is so it's not in its own way. Like it is it is a rye for sure, but it's not too um, Baker's spices spicy. Uh, it is just so good. So I was I finished the bottle this week. Nice. Like baby says it was so good. Awesome. Yeah. I don't know. What, what about you? Is there one thing you were like drinking this week? So I definitely have, and I'm not going to go too much into what I think about it because uh, I think well, well mm. it's one we haven't had on the podcast, so I'll be sending you a sample here in a Ooh. bit from the, as soon as I can get a hold of the courier. Uh, but it's minor case, uh, rye, straight rye whiskey with a sherry cask finish. And, uh, Minor case. It's a it's a limestone branch distillery. It's uh, I think it's the same one that does Yellowstone. So okay, cool. Yeah, that's right. We we talked about that. That's the same uh, company. Yeah, yeah. So it's a really cool bottle. I'll say that much. And uh, it's kind of one I've been going back to a little bit this week. Uh, it's relatively lower priced, and so it's one of those bottles where I didn't feel bad about hitting it up. And that's one thing I didn't mention when I was talking about. It. I had an awesome. I had an awesome uh, shopping spree at the liquor store this last week. Got a bunch of bottles, nice. and that was uh, that was kind of one that was like, you know what, I'll just drink a little bit of the cheaper one, so I don't feel like I uh, need to open up the more expensive one. So, been drinking Minor Case mm-hmm. Rye Whiskey. So, yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, man. So I like that. Yeah. So it'd be so, interesting. It's kind of funny. We so both we'll went, put that on. Yeah, we'll put it on the the thing. Uh-huh. We both been drinking rye. Funny enough, I guess it must be a change in the season or something. I don't know. Yeah. And listeners, we really want to hear what you're drinking this week cuz this isn't so much a competition one. Like we will put them up against each other, but we really want to hear your right answer. Oh, we this will week. put them up against each other. Oh, we will. <laughs> and I'm going to destroy you this week. Cuz no one's ever drank that. I have a feeling you will. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Right, but it's okay. You beat me for a while straight, you know. I've so. I've done well enough where I don't feel horrible about myself. So that's good mm-hmm. enough. And that's like so. Um, no, go ahead. I was going to say that's a good life lesson. Just live life to where you don't feel horrible about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. No, that's that's a good way to live. Yeah, it's, um, it's a better way than so, doing horrible. <laughs> exactly. If you could, you know, help it. Yeah, just live the way that makes you not feel that way. Um, so, Robbie, next week. Um, I'll be still in Virginia, and so I have a few. I'm. I know that larceny is one of them, and I think. 
Bluebird single malt is the other one that I have. Let's that do we that. Can pit against each I'm other. I'm gonna stop you right there because yeah, and then I am dying to try this uh-huh. bluebird. So let's just do those two right there. Okay, cool. Bluebird, and then after that, I was thinking we could probably pit um, any of the antique collections from 2020 against any of the other antique collections from 2020. Are you? What do you think? Kidding me? No, I'm not. Is it? Is it for sure, or are you just thinking? It is for sure. They shipped it today. Oh. <laughs> so, listeners. Yeah. Uh, we will be celebrating 2020 with the full antique collection. We got full samples oh my uh, this year. And as opposed to last year, where it was very close, this year we pulled it oh, off. Are you uh, I, me? My connections at Buffalo Trace uh, came through, and uh, we love you. You know your names. Oh, man. And, um, the full collection. So we get to try the full collection. And I want to do one episode per because oh, they, they are all. It, it deserves it. Out, you know. Yeah, they're all oh, earning of a full episode. Oh. So yeah. in about a week, go ahead. Oh, no, you keep going. I'm just giddy. I'm like going to be... No. Oh. In about a week, I will we'll put out a vote of which of, the t- of all five of them we will um, celebrate first. And then we'll go... We'll do, you know, one by one. We'll do like the next week will be all four left and then the three left and then the two left and then the last one. Cool. Uh, so yeah, I... Okay, so Robbie, I... Um, found out uh yesterday Uh um yeah yesterday they announced yesterday and i talked to my contact there and and they were they were able to get us uh full samples and um so i had to tell someone and i hit up bryce marita because i have his cell phone like otherwise i would talk to like someone like jason preston but i don't have like his cell phone uh, or like you know someone like Jason like like him or or like uh, you know Joel Bradbury or something. Yeah. Although I don't know if Joel's yeah Joel has access to antique collections. They're just really expensive where he is. But anyway, so one of our listeners. But I was like, I have Bryce's number, so I'm just gonna text him privately and like freak out for a moment, dude. Uh, because not only did I find out that I'm not gonna get fired and that I probably <laughs> will be getting a Greyhound soon, I also found out yesterday. That we are going to get the full antique collection to sample. That is awesome. That's like that's like a a podcast bucket list kind of thing right there. Exactly. Oh man, this is. I see. Yeah, I was gonna. This is the third year we've requested, and the first year we've. I was gonna say because I know, like in the past, like when you were with Adam, like I was kind of your like, uh, you know, you're like I gotta tell somebody, I'll tell Robbie. I was that guy. Yeah, you were and that so guy. Like, yeah. You had to tell somebody. I don't know how you could have kept that. Dude, that's so awesome, dude. So I came in with crappy week. You just turned it to a happy week, man. This is awesome. Hey-o. I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh, man. So we're really stoked, listeners. We get, uh, for those who don't know, the antique collection by Buffalo Trace is probably the collector's dream in terms of, uh, like, you can get pappy. That's cool. But if you, like, really... Um, really seek out like really nice whiskey. You're going to look for the antique collection, which is George T. Stagg, William LaRue Weller, Eagle Rare 17, Sazerac 18, and Thomas H. Handy Sazerac, which uh, William LaRue and George T. broke 130 proof this year. So I, best week (laughs) ever. I t- I gotta tell you, Cole, I'm getting a little emotional over here. Like I like I'm a little like kind of like you just told me the podcast having a baby or something. Like <laughs> this is big news. Oh, we're having a baby, <laughs> five babies. So these are gonna be the so tastiest we, quince we, we, we've ever had. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, beautiful Dude. quintuplets. It's like my my twins are asleep, like all my kids are asleep upstairs, and I really want to just like 
woohooing and like getting loud, but oh man, I'm so yeah, excited. like shake them awake and be like, ah, your dad's getting drunk Wait, on dad. really expensive stuff in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and that's probably a bad parenting thing. And when your kids tell their therapist uh, that that smell of daddy, they'll be like, ah, it's still a good smell of classy whiskey, not just normal whiskey. <laughs> oh man, this yeah. is awesome, man. Oh, I'm super excited. So, cool. Tell all your friends, Robbie and listeners, tell all your friends because we're sipping the whole 2020 oh, antique man. collection. Well, Cole, I hope I hope that this is not the first year that we get to do this and not, or I hope this is the first year. I hope it's not the last year we get to do this. This is going to be amazing. Yeah. I hope that we find one of our favorite whiskeys ever in the next Maybe not next episode, but the next five after that. And Cole, I hope there's no haunted poopings in your house. But most of all, listeners, I hope our love of spirits lifted yours.